May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I don't know if any of you have families in which uh, people are uh, named after each other, so when you shout out one name, a lot of people uh, turn and look to see if they're the, in my family it's Henry or B or uh, whoever it is that, um, that, that they're calling for, all with the same name. And um, also Treadwell, which is not common in other people's names, but there were three of them in my family growing up. And so today the Gospel of John has um, lots of Johns. So the writer of the Gospel, the Evangelist, John the Evangelist, and then John the Baptist is, um, or John the Baptizer, um, also called by one John Scholar um, for this particular passage, John the Witnesser, because he's witnessing to what Jesus is doing. Um, I think it's kind of funny because he also is just, every time Jesus walks by, he, he yells, Lamb of God, Lamb of God. So Jesus is just walking around and, <laughs> and John keeps calling out who it is. And there's also John the Father, of Andrew and Simon. So family are familiar names um, that bring people together and maybe confuse uh, folks sometimes, but all of the um, folks in this gospel today named John are in their way um, offering their life and their witnesses and their most beloved treasure to the discipleship of Christ. There are also a lot of titles that are thrown around in this gospel. And it's like, um, it, this reminds me a little bit of when um, I uh, am looking at one of my beloved sons, for example, but I call him by the other son's name, and then I call him by his dad's name, and then finally I get to his name. I don't know why that happens, but it does. Um, and so um, today, John the Witnesser, John the Baptizer, not only calls Jesus Lamb of God, but he calls Jesus Rabbi, which is teacher. He calls Jesus Messiah, which is the Anointed One, all related to the identity and witness and um, uh, meaning of who this Jesus of Nazareth is. Jesus of Nazareth is the Lamb of God. Jesus of Nazareth is our rabbi. Jesus of Nazareth is the Messiah, the Anointed One. The Gospel of John from which our text was taken today is all about witnessing noticing, naming, all about signs and wonders. Each sign, every wonder, each epiphany radiates from Jesus of Nazareth. John's gospel of signs and wonder begins with the beautiful poetry. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it goes into 
Jesus' baptism. And here today, as I just noted, we are with John the baptizer who is reaffirming, reaffirming the identity and meaning of this man who is walking around town. John the evangelist and signs throughout his gospel and John the baptizer's witnessing are set in the course of ordinary human events. People are going about their day in the gospel, going about their errands, going about their work, going about their visiting. They're just going about their day. So these signs and the witnessing are set in the course of our ordinary human existence. Ordinary events that everyone knows. John asked us to see all the John the Evangelist and John the Baptizer asks us to see in this gospel that the word becomes flesh not by being wrapped in piety or sacralized in magic or shrouded in mystery but the word becomes flesh in the midst of us, in the course of ordinary human events. Here we witness the Lamb of God who interacts with those who are seeking, seeking meaning and purpose and direction, seeking mercy and freedom and salvation, he interacts with those who are seeking and invites him to come and see what life is like with Jesus. And Jesus models in the scripture today this mission of profound and profoundly ordinary hospitality and compassion. Come and see. Come see where I'm staying. Come see. Come share some bread and some wine. Come, let's have conversation. Come, get ready when you feel not ready for whatever it is God is calling you to do. Come, feel full when you are feeling empty. Come, begin again where there seemed to be only an ending. Jesus invites us to participate in the everyday miracles of hospitality and compassion, of getting ready, of filling the emptiness, of beginning again. And Jesus' miracles are not meant just to astonish and impress with his power and ability, but to draw us into his mission, profoundly ordinary, profoundly daily, profoundly necessary, the mission of justice, mercy, and love, and to join with him in filling what is empty in our lives, in ourselves, in the world, filling the world to the brim with faithfulness and participating in transformations of abundance and grace by being in conversation and connected to each other.
C.S. Lewis wrote that there are no ordinary people. There are no ordinary people. He said, you have never talked to a mere mortal. Next to the blessed sacrament itself, your neighbor, your neighbor is the holiest object presented to your senses. How do we witness to this reality? Jesus is not walking around amongst us today, but Jesus is present in the sacrament and in each other. So how do we follow this example of witnessing and mission to our neighbors who are the holiest object presented to our senses? Well, of course, today we remember, we celebrate the birth of one of the most eloquent witnesses to discipleship the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And I'm just going to say some of his quotes because, I mean, you just can't get any better than that. The time is always right to do what is right. Any argument there? That's Dr. King. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? How are we serving and witnessing to the holiness of our neighbor. Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. I know about that. I do. And I think some of you also know about that. Taking that first step when you don't see the whole staircase. And this is one of my favorite. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. That is why right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil triumphant. That just filled my heart with hope, and I've read it a million times. We are to call each other through a mission and discipleship of hospitality and compassion to fill our hearts with hope, to fill our souls with love, and to walk the way of Christ. Now this one, this one is a little scary, but it's good to be a little scared every once in a while, no matter how many times the angel said, fear not. It's all right to fear a little bit when you're trying to get in the right direction. So here's this quote. The hottest place in hell is reserved for those who remain neutral in times of great moral conflict. Now you can respect other people's opinions, but you must search to witness to the principles and love and mercy and grace of the gospel. And finally, I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war that the bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love 
will have the final word. And where is the path or the staircase to that? We have to take each step, even when we can't see the whole staircase. We have to call out when we see signs of God incarnate, Lamb of God, Rabbi, teach us. Lamb of God, help us to sacrifice for others. Messiah, help us to follow you in the way of love and mercy. So today, we do celebrate the birthday of Dr. King, and yet his life cannot be looked at without a reference or understanding of how he died and why he died and why he was willing to. It is said that his very last words were to his friend and musician as they were preparing for a gathering in the evening of April 4 in Memphis, Tennessee. So right before he walked out to the balcony, of that hotel at Motel in Tennessee, in Memphis, he said to his friend, Ben, I want you, make sure you play Take My Hand, Precious Lord, tonight. Play it real pretty. And for any of you who need reminding of some of the words of that precious hymn is, Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on. Let me stand. I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm warm. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to the light. Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me on. He wanted to hear that favorite hymn of his because he knew the strength of that imagery of God taking his hand And he wanted to ask his friend to strengthen him, to fill him, to make him ready for whatever God brought by singing that hymn that resonated so much with him. And it's such a human image, you know? Like you take someone's hand when they're feeling sorrow. You take someone's hand when you're feeling connected. You take someone's hand to comfort, but also to connect and to rejoice. So God takes our hand, and we are to take each other's. Again, the neighbor as the holy object. The person who is our neighbor, the people who are our neighbors, what are we doing for them? Just a couple months before King died, and we read this sermon in our uh, adult education class today, and it's just, it's long, and it's repetitive, and it underscores the idea of what it means to be great 
and in a world of faith. And he says, he's talking about his own death in this sermon, the drum major instinct. And it's just two months before he actually does die. And he says, that day, when that day comes, I would like somebody to mention that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to give his life serving others. I'd like for somebody to say that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to love somebody. I want you to say that day that I tried to be right on the war question. I want you to be able to say that day that I did try to feed the hungry. And I want you to be able to say that day that I did try my life to clothe those who were naked. I want you to say on that day that I did try in my life to visit those who were in prison. I want you to say that I tried to love and serve humanity. So simply put today, we are called called by John the Evangelist, called by John the Baptizer, called by John, brother of two of the, uh, father of two of the first disciples, called by Jesus, who is the Lamb of God, called by Jesus, who is the Anointed One, called by Jesus, who is our teacher. To look at our lives, and follow in the mission of hospitality and compassion. We can do that in so many ways. We do that in so many ways. And so this week, this month, this year, don't make resolutions about losing weight or about whatever it is. <laughs> Make a resolution like Mary Oliver wrote in a poem to not end up simply having visited the world. Don't end up having just visited the world. Take the steps of faith, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Amen, and I believe.